Thank you, listeners, for tuning into this podcast of the Charlotte Film Community. This is Kirsten Barrington Hughes speaking with Brittany Mumford, the senior booking agent and agency director for Evolution Talent Agency in Charlotte, North Carolina. Today, we're at the Ground Crew Studios here in Charlotte. Thank you so much, Brittany, for talking with us today. Thank you for having me. I wanted to kind of... um, pick your brain about how we can educate people about what an agency does, the role of an agent in a talent's kind of uh, pursuit of their dreams, and also um, some of the myths around agencies and uh, just just all kinds of things like that. Okay, sure. So tell me a little bit about um, when should someone that wants to act or dance or, or whatever it is they're pursuing get a talent agency involved? It really depends on the type of agency that they're looking for. There are some agencies that handle extras work and, um, you know, some of the smaller roles where you really don't need to have, you know, a big resume or a lot of training and a lot of experience because they need lots and lots of people that can fulfill these, you know, minor, you know, extra roles that are, you know, anywhere from, you know, free to $80 or $100 a day, uh, you know, for local projects. But if you want to have the opportunity to be submitted for, uh, and audition for roles that are going to have have lines, uh, you know, TV shows, feature films, major national commercials, and and things on that level. Then you're going to need to start getting into acting class. Make sure that you really enjoy what you're doing, that you understand how to interpret an audition script, that you know what the word sides means, and it's not slides, it's sides. <laughs> um, you know, in that you know, when you walk into an audition room. You're going to be confident in what you can do because you have the basic skill set already needed for an agency to say, yes, we think we can start promoting you right away and uh, bring you on as one of our talent. So getting into class you know, is a really important thing if you want to be with any agency that covers anything more than just extra work. And um, having a professional headshot and resume, uh, that's definitely a big myth in the industry that you can just walk in with a snapshot picture and an agency is going to sign you and you're going to be a star tomorrow. That's not how it works. We need, you know, a credible photographer to take a great L.A. style. Um, New York is kind of the same right now as far as their styles of headshots. Uh, Headshot and come in with it printed out in an 8x10 so we can really see what your marketing materials would look like should we send you to a casting director for an audition. And just doing that, having those professional headshots and having that ability to say that you've been in a couple classes and so on actually just helps someone walking into your agency or other agencies um, to show, hey, I'm serious about this and I've done some legwork and I'm not just coming in off the street, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me about... um, You know, the other thing that that people go for an agency for, I think, is to get exposure and visibility to a bunch of roles that are out there, Mm -hmm. let's say for acting, so uh, that they would normally not get. For example, a lot of the extra roles that you mentioned right now are actually cast directly through Facebook and things. Uh, mm -hmm. But they can't have visibility to a Disney role or other roles, uh, Nickelodeon, whatever, all the major networks and films without someone like you that gets notification of those roles, right? Absolutely. Okay. And then tell me, we talked about the headshot. What makes uh, you know, a really professional headshot? You mentioned the L.A. style. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. So it's going to be cropped up nice and tight, so uh, just below the shoulders to the top of the head. Uh, the lighting is going to be really bright. Natural lighting works best you know, so that the eyes are really highlighted and the skin looks really nice. There shouldn't be a whole lot of post-editing. The natural lighting and just the way that the photographer uses his or her lens to get capture that image is what's most important. So 
that's really why you need a professional photographer and not just your neighbor who likes to take pictures. Um, the background should be really, really blurred out so you can't really tell what's in the background. Uh, it's good to have some depth and texture in the background so you don't want to just stand in front of a white wall. Um, you know, or any solid colored wall. There needs to be some sort of depth to create texture behind you, but it should be, be so blurred out that you are really the focal point of that image. So you really stand out when a casting director is looking at all of the headshots that are presented to them from all the different agencies. You know, they see you and they really see the essence of you and there are no distractions. Right. And, and uh, photographers' language like mine, we call that bokeh. Right. Yeah, the blurring. Um, excellent. So, when someone wants to go meet an agent, I know that you have uh, open calls mm -hmm. that you have listed as a regular ongoing thing. Tell me about what is an open call and what do you expect to happen in an open call if you show up? Okay, perfect. So, um, you know, we really have no idea who's going to walk through our door. So the talent that are going to have the, the best chance of being offered a direct contract into our television and film division are going to be actors that are already union, that have, you know, already have a developed resume, have worked in co-starring guest star roles, you know, whether they're moving to our market from another market or whether they're represented in Atlanta and they're looking for North Carolina representation as well. Um, but if you come to me and you've got great marketing material, you've got a, a resume that's got some, you know, even just a few really great credits, uh, I'm definitely going to pay attention to you and really take you up for consideration. If you come to me with a reel, a demo reel, that's going to be a huge thing for me to really consider because that makes it that much easier for me to pitch and market you to casting directors uh, because they can see the work that you've actually done. Um, if you come to me and you bring me just a quick, you know, snapshot or your senior portrait and all you have, you know, as far as experience is that school play you did in third grade and you're a senior in high school, you know, it really doesn't count as experience. I'm not going to feel confident that I can send you tomorrow to meet some of the biggest casting directors we have, like the Fingannons, and feel that you can go in and represent our company well and book that role. So, you know, I might tell you no, you're not ready, and suggest that you go get into acting class somewhere for a few months and then come back and see us after you've gotten some skills that can uh, give you a stronger audition and give me something to base my decision on you know, that I can use as some pitching material when I pitch you to a client. Right. And when someone's preparing to go into an open call, should they be really nervous? Or what can they do to, to assuage those nerves and kind of just show up like they've already got the job and, and talk to you really naturally? What can they do, do you think? Get into acting class. <laughs> and then you feel confident, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Get into an audition technique class and really learn, you know, what not only agencies, but casting directors are going to be looking for when you walk into an audition. You know, they're really looking at your body language and your posture to see how comfortable you are. If you walk into me and you're, you're nervous to see me and you're fumbling and you're stuttering over your words and, you know, your paper's shaking in your hand, that tells me that you're not experienced enough. And if I send you to a casting director for a commercial audition and they change the script, even if you're prepared, if they change that script, now we're going to be back to this same kind of persona where you're nervous. And so you need to get into class. You can learn techniques to calm those nerves and to use those nerves in an effective way. Great. Now, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, and obviously this is not New York or L.A., mm -hmm. but there's big stuff happening here and there's exciting things happening here. What would you say to someone that wants to start a film career but is in a secondary market like Charlotte um, as far as, you know, kind of what to expect or what they can do um, to get exposure to those bigger roles? For sure. So if talent really want to get that exposure, they really need to start working in their local market, whether it's Charlotte or Wilmington or Atlanta. Um, those seem to be some of the biggest hubs here in the southeast. 
you know, to get involved in student films, short films, independent films, where you can build that film section on your resume and get some great credits, have the opportunity for big speaking roles and uh, to give some diversity in the types of roles that you're accepting to really beef up your resume, beef up your experience and your your personal abilities, as well as get the footage that you need to start compiling a reel, that's going to be the the best thing that you can do on your own to start really marketing yourself. A lot of agencies aren't going to submit talent for the student films and the you know some of the you know low budget independent films or the no pay films because we're so busy with the big paying jobs we need to pay attention to those casting directors first. So it's really important for talent to kind of do their legwork on their own whether they're signed or they're not signed to start getting involved in those kinds of projects so that they can really start beefing up that resume. You know, um, with student films especially there are um, several accredited film schools here in the Carolinas, and those students are going to be your future directors. So for you to be able to network with them and to work with them, to get direct feedback from them, um, you know, to get roles that you otherwise wouldn't be able to attain if it was a big major motion picture, uh, to be put on IMDb. It gives you some Google ability. So if a casting director Googles your name, they don't see your Twitter account. They're going to see that you've done some legitimate stuff. And then a lot of those films get submitted to film festivals. So now you're getting great exposure. You can, you know, get nominated for things and, you know, keep building from there. So many big stars today, you know, people see them and they think, you know, they just made it. A lot of them did these student films and independent films and were seen in film festivals. And that's where they got their start. Exactly. I know that... um you know, a lot of people think that, oh, I signed with an agency, now I'm going to sit back and they're going to make me famous. And what you're saying is right, that that self-marketing and that networking are huge pieces that people need to do on their own, right? They can't just sit back and go, well, I have an agency, that's it, I'm going to be the next big thing, right? Absolutely. I can only work as hard for you as you work for me. So and it's really important to communicate with your agent and your bookers to let them know, hey, I you know just got booked in this short film. This is the kind of role that I'm playing. Keep us updated on those things so that we can use that as pitching power. If we see a role that we think you might be good for, you know, we can let the casting director know he or she is you know currently filming. Blah 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 blah. blah. You know, um, plus so, that lets you know that they're actually still out there trying. going for it, and it makes you think that they're credible and that they're worth. Uh, you know, working for, right? Absolutely. I'm going to work harder for you if you can work harder for me and for yourself. Now, we talked about the importance of acting classes, and then we talked about networking. Um, Would you say that these casting director workshops are a huge part of the networking, getting that visibility with casting directors so that they can kind of get in front of you? Absolutely. But do your research on the casting director. Okay. Any more on that? There are some casting directors that, you know, do a lot of work with scripted, you know, whether they're sitcoms or, um, you know, episodics or or features. And then there are some casting directors that work more with the low-budget reality type stuff and those things. So just do your research on what some of the most recent projects that the casting director has worked on. Make sure that they haven't been sitting dormant for the past 15 years, but they had a really great credit, you know, back in 1990. Right. You know, and just make sure that you're working with somebody who's current that's casting for things that might potentially have, you know, roles and, you know, available for you. And also for your demographic, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a little kid uh, and the IMDb credits for the casting agency are all horror films, you might wait for the one that comes around for the Nickelodeon casting director. Absolutely. Okay. And if great. it's Nickelodeon and you're, you know, 80 years old, eh, maybe not the right Maybe fit. not the right thing. Okay. So what are some of the other myths besides um, I signed up with an agency, now I'm famous? Uh, What are some of the other talent agency myths of what they're supposed to do for you or, you know, 
Any other kind of crazy thoughts around talent agencies that are out there? Um, one thing that I think people should really consider when they're they're looking for an agency, um, a lot of people come to us and, you know, they might have some great training on their resume and we'll want to sign them. And, you know, we'll tell them, you know, you need to go get updated headshots. You don't look like your picture anymore. You need to make sure that you get on our casting sites and so on and so forth. And, you know, this is what a general headshot session is going to cost. Yeah, this is what, you know, 800 casting, which is our current local casting database, this is what they charge you per year. And they'll say, well, I thought I wasn't supposed to pay anything if I signed with an agency. Well, you're not. Absolutely. We get paid when you get paid. We take a commission off of the work that we procure for you. However, you are responsible for paying for your marketing materials. I'm not paying for your headshots. You know, that all goes you know, in with you taking your classes and staying up to date. You know, if you want to be on Broadway as a dancer, you can't just say that's what I want to do and then go and do it. You have to have a background in dance. It's the exact same way with acting. And so many people you know, come into it thinking, well, I took you know, a season of acting classes you know, last year and I got a lot from it. And this year I'm going to focus on volleyball in the in the fall and then softball in the spring. And, you know, now it's summer, so I think I'd rather swim and play with my friends. And they get away from it for a year. Well, now they're in a whole different age demographic. The roles that would be available for them have completely changed. And they're out of date with their marketing materials and their skill set mm-hmm. because they haven't been exercising their brain to learn to interpret scripts and improv and just staying active with their craft. So um, I think that's a big misconception in the industry is, you know, signing with somebody and then being set to go as well as signing with someone and thinking that the agency is going to pay for all of your marketing materials. Or, you know, if you want to go to L.A., we can absolutely help you make those connections and set up appointments for you. However, we're not going to pay for your flight and for your trip out there. You know, that's up to you to do because that's your career path and that's the the path that you're choosing to pursue. But we will absolutely be a part of your team and help you to get there by making those connections, answering your questions, preparing you. But, you know, monetarily, that's on on you. So I think that's definitely a big misconception within our industry, especially being in a a sub-market like we are. You know, and also... um, you know, talking about the money part, I know that um, it's good for parents to get their hackles raised when they're, you know, advocating for their children and, and also for adults advocating for themselves. What would you say about an agency where you walk in and they make you sign on the spot and they make you pay money or they make you only use their photographer? What are some of the kind of pitfalls that you can advise talent on to watch for that is not legitimate? I personally don't believe in in-house photographers. We have a list of photographers that we refer our talent to. We don't make a dime off of those referrals. What we get out of those referrals are great pictures that are going to help us market our talent properly to get them work. So, you know, we have had talent come into us and we say, here's our list of photographers. And they say, well, my aunt is a photographer. I really want her to do the pictures because she'll do it for free. Well, okay, I can't force you to use one of our photographers, but I will tell you and be upfront that if these pictures aren't what we need, we can't use them. So by all means... Go ahead and try. But if we can't use them, then we can't use them. Um, And we've had talent come to us and say, well, we have another photographer we're going to use. And they pay for pictures. And they end up being, you know, not at all up to the, you know, standards. And, you know, it's kind of either you shoot with a photographer that knows what they're doing or we can't work with you. Right. Now, let's say someone's doing everything they really should do. They're constantly educating and honing their their skills. And and they're, um, it's really their dream. And and for some reason, they're just not booking roles, let's say, for a, a substantial period of time. Mm-hmm. What would you say at that point in a, in a dialogue with them? Usually I'll bring them in and, and, you know, we'll kind of talk. And it really depends on, 
You know, I'll look at when the last time they got headshots was. You know, do they still represent their pictures? Um, Sometimes, even if they still look like their pictures, to a casting director, if they've been looking at the same pictures for the past year, they get stale. They're not exciting anymore. So, you know, we'll look at pictures, see when the last time you had them were, um, you know, and consider maybe getting another shoot, setting something else up. I'm going to ask, you know, when the last class you were in. Uh, If you don't have a reel, that's going to be something that really can hinder your opportunities because, you know, on one of our databases for that we use for all of the television and film castings, for example, when I put a package together and submit to a casting director, when that casting director receives my package of submissions, it automatically resorts the talent and puts them in order of those with a reel first and pushes down to the bottom of the page those without a reel. So if they're getting that from me and from 20 other agencies throughout the Carolinas and you know maybe even Georgia – you know, they're going to have lots to choose from that have a reel. So that could be a big reason that you're being overlooked is because you haven't done your due diligence with, you know, marketing yourself, getting involved in student films, short films, so on and so forth to compose that reel. Um, you know, and, and depending on your age, you know, the early teen, the tween years, those are really tough years to find roles for, especially like th- 13 to 15, 16 there are not many roles for that In that, that case, would you just say, you know, hold on, keep honing your skills, follow your dreams, don't give up yet. You know, as exactly. long as they're doing everything and you see talent. This is time for you to really get good at what you do so that when, you know, things start to pick back up for you, you can come out the gate running. Great. Okay, good. Now, we talked about demo reels a few times. Just mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about what a reel is and then also um, the importance of a reel being real with an A and not a made-up reel or are made-up reels okay? Because I'm seeing a lot of uh, people offering to put reels together for people that don't mm-hmm. have credits. So tell me a little bit about I think, well, I'm going to start off with what is not a reel, a R-E-E-L. Um, a reel is not going to be a video of you standing against a wall in your bedroom doing a monologue. That is not a reel. A reel is not you standing in front of a camera talking to somebody off camera doing a film scene. That is not a reel. A reel, a, a great reel, is going to be comprised of actual scenes that are either written for a class or pulled from you know an actual you know TV show or feature film that you're able to obtain the sides to, and you're working in an environment where it's you know it's it's real and so a client can see so for example one of my actors has a recurring role right now on Devious Maids and so the scenes that he's done in the two episodes of Devious Maids that he shot thus far he can use those scenes and put them into his reel and that's going to be great footage people are going to recognize the other actors in the scene with him they're going to recognize what show it is and they're going to know he's a great real working actor um Depending on the casting director, they're all going to have different opinions, just like with headshots. Everything can be very subjective. There are some companies out there that will write a script for you and record it, you know, great HD quality film where you don't necessarily know what it's from. It could be look like it's from a student film or a short film or an independent, um, you know, and, and give you that great footage that you need for a reel. I personally don't mind those since we are a sub market because it gives people the opportunity to have that kind of footage to be pitched for roles and not be pushed to the bottom of the stack when a casting director receives them. Um, Bigger agencies in New York or Los Angeles, since those are bigger markets, may not like them. But here in a submarket like the Southeast, I I personally do not think they're a bad idea because it gives us something because we have such limited opportunities here. 
Right. And again, the reel is all part of the the marketing package you put together exactly. on yourself. Exactly. So if you have the opportunity to get in front of a camera, a, a great camera with a crew and be directed and, you know, get that footage, I say do it. That's great. Thank you, Brittany Mumford from Evolution Talent Agency. Thank you so much for joining us in the beautiful Ground Crew Studios here in Charlotte, North Carolina. This has been Kirsten Barrington-Hughes from the Charlotte Film Community. composed by Sean Beck.